Hey everybody, Alex here. I just want to let you know really fast that next week, March 21st, Thursday the 21st, I'm going to be in Denver, Colorado, doing a full set, a headlining comedy set at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse. If you're in the Denver area and you want to come out and see me do stand-up, 7 p.m. March 21st at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse in Denver. Go to alexfalconecomedy.com slash shows to find more information about that. I would love to see you. Now, please enjoy this episode about the Illuminatus Trilogy. The cat's crazy. I, I'm trying to like do really nice things for her, but I, I really don't like the, the food that they feed cats, so now I'm trying to feed her like real food, and it's just like not well, working. Are you... You're not supposed to eat it. It's for the cat. I know, but there's so many... like nasty stuff in there if you ever read the ingredients list it's longer than a diet coke it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah so today i tried to give her like just meat like i gave her some raw meat and she was like mm, no and then i cooked it and she's like mm, no and then i cooked it with eggs and she was like mm, no but i put <laughs> cheese on it and she was more into that yeah cats are all about the cheese that was huh. like way too much effort. Like I've never cooked for myself as much as I just cooked for this cat. You basically made her like a breakfast scramble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at the end I was like, you're a bitch, man. <laughs> Eat this or don't. Enjoy some Diet Coke, asshole. <laughs> what of the dollar you murder for? Is that the one fighting for your soul? Or your brother's the one that you're running from? But if you got money, fuck it, cause I want some. Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 183. We have now done as many episodes as the most important number in numerology. You see, because one is the source of all life, eight, because eight has five letters, and five plus three equals eight. Also, 183 divided by 27 is 6.77 repeating. So there you go. There you Most go. important episode. Crickets. <laughs> Numerology not making sense? Stay tuned. <laughs> There's more where that came from. That's all we're doing this episode. <laughs> Speaking Get of ready some to bullshit, be disappointed. This week we're talking about the first book in the Illuminatus trilogy, The Eye in the Pyramid by Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson. This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial, you get a free audiobook, and you support our show at the same time, like magic. Also, this week was sponsored by David, who writes this, quote, I can't thank you guys enough for reading all the Twilight books for me. It made seeing the movies that much easier. And the episode with the troll, question mark, Harry Potter fan fiction is one of my favorites. Nobody accidentally references references Tom Bombadil. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's not exactly about this uh, book, but I wanted to read that because obviously, troll. Just want to make sure that we're still fighting that fight. <laughs> still very strongly on the troll side. All right. Uh, so here's what David actually said about this book and why he wanted to read it. I, uh, I typed Illuminati into Amazon.com after hearing about them from the Da Vinci Code series. I read the reviews of this book and I knew I had to read it. Quote, impossible to read. Quote, like Finnegan's Wake meets the Da Vinci Code on drugs. Quote, this book has more characters in it than a typical Stephen King novel. Uh, it's almost impossible to know who's speaking it at any given time. Since yeah. The millions of characters. <sighs> some of which are nameless, unidentified. Also, there's a nameless, unidentified narrator that turns into other people in mm -hmm. mid-sentence. Yeah, that was an issue. I thought I was just zoning out. Also, also that, that was often happening. <laughs> so, well, that's so. Thank you, David, for sponsoring this. Uh, yeah, thanks, and, David. And uh, whew, this is a fuck doozy. you, David. Fuck you, David. Indeed. 
if you want to force us to read or watch anything under the sun, if you want us to say fuck you to you personally, go to readdashweep.com slash sponsor and you can sign up to uh, sponsor an episode of any kind. Uh, we will read or watch pretty much anything within some given time restrictions for a nominal fee. And you receive a Space Shark t-shirt while supplies last. Do that right now. readdashweep.com slash sponsor. Louie ate breakfast at Gucci. My girl a superstar all from a home movie. Bow on our arrival to un-American idols. When niggas didn't pass, got them hanging off the Eiffel. Yeah, I'm talking business. All right, now let me introduce you to your panel. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Underthing Falcone. And here are some of my friends. First up, in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Button up your asshole, Alex. We're in for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> this was, sounds so destroyed. This is one of the catchphrases. <laughs> this, like, I, my notes are so barren. This is like one of the only two things I've written down. <laughs> I, I oh, wait, I gotta get my notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait that let me go find my note <laughs> fuck me all right we're good yeah. <laughs> also joining us he's at c walter smith on the twitter in seattle washington it's chris smith thank you very much alex i'm 55 years old tough shrewd unburdened by the complicated ethical ambiguities which puzzle intellectuals and have long ago decided that the world is a mean son of a bitch in which the only only the most cunning and ruthless can survive and you can finish in the mouth of a skilled prostitute within 1.5 minutes. That's right. I take amphetamine pet pills to keep going on my grueling 24-hour day, with the result that my vision of the world is somewhat skewed in a paranoid direction, and I take tranquilizers to keep from worrying too much, with the result that my detachment sometimes borders on the schizophrenic. But most of the time, my innate shrewdness gives me a fingernail grip on reality. In short, I am much like the rulers of Russia and China. <laughs> <laughs> this this was a line that was repeated three times throughout the book and also made me think that I had skipped back. <laughs> I was like, I was looping. I'm, I'm stuck. It's ground fingernail grip on reality. Yeah. They do it once to describe the American leader and then once to describe the Russian leader and once to describe the Chinese leader. Which is funny. We yeah. All more the same than we thought. Yeah, but on all... the audiobook, it mostly just made me think I was freaking out. <laughs> they all might have the same prostitute, for all we know. <laughs> same skill prostitute. Also joining us. By David's request, you may remember her from 158, the obviously troll fiction, emo Harry Potter has sex with, with people and cries. Uh, it's Kate! Hey! Hey, I don't want to start anything, but the New Zealand flag has red and white in it, and Peter Jackson is a character in this novel, and I saw The Lord of the Rings when I was 23, <laughs> but that doesn't matter, and I'm not 23 anymore, so I want to put this out there, I may be the Illuminati. <laughs> I may or may not be the Illuminati, guys. <laughs> 23 is the most important number, as, as or we all know. Or is it? <laughs> uh, let's actually find out as clearly as we possibly can what the plot of this book is. Chris, as our resident summarizer for your Freakish Recall and your Dulcet Tones today, I would like you to summarize in the style of drugs. All the drugs. <laughs> God. Okay. So guys, I gotta tell you, but you may not believe me, okay? The world engages in an epic struggle between the Illuminatus, a secret crypto-fascist organization that seeks to control the world and all its governments and do all sorts of creepy stuff, man, and Discordians, a rebel group that wants to set the world free through chaos. 
Among other things, the book follows George Dorn, who you can think of as a cross between Tommy Chong and Voltaire's Candide, because he just goes around (laughs) and smokes some dope and sees things and tells you about it, and it's really cool, and he learns about this battle between opposing forces on a global scale, and joins up with the Discordians, who are led by Hagbard Chilin, who is kind of like a Jules Verne character, because he's driving a giant yellow submarine. Pause for a second, I thought they kept on saying Akbar. So I was picking Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> um, it's so, Atlantis. <laughs> a giant yellow submarine. All right. I'm not shitting you on this. It's a giant <laughs> yellow submarine. Uh, like really, really giant. Like it has vaulted ceilings. Which is, <laughs> seems a little silly when you're constructing an it's underwater rooms. vessel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the book also talks about numerology. Um, but if you have five senses and five fingers and five toes and two eyes, that makes 17, and one for you is 18, and 17 <laughs> is the age you can see a rated R movie, but not vote for another year, which is 18, and 21, which is the same as two and three, which are both the two base prime numbers. Right. Fuck it. I, and, and one for the teapot. And, and, and one for the, for the teapot. teapot. Got and somehow that makes 1776, which is not the year that America was founded, but the year the Illuminatus was founded. Because America, man, it's a lie. Um, the book follows a number of characters all right it follows this george dorn guy seemingly at random at random uh, it also follows a pair of new york detectives investigating a bombing tied to the illuminati um the actions of world leaders leading up to a potential conflict on the tiny african island of fernando poo and Which is a real place real place uh I looked at it up. <laughs> so did I. they have a natural gas manufacturing plant yeah they do that's pretty much it <laughs> oh yeah they do <laughs> yeah ooh, that is not great for the soil um and something about uh there's this bank robber john dillinger uh in the past uh, being able to walk through walls there's also random just jump cuts to tantric sex scenes um look it jumps around a lot and i didn't follow it all no. but it was silly and it was crazy making and I can't wait to talk about how crazy this book was with you guys, provided we're all doped up on masculine oh, yeah. and horse tranquilizer, a combination which may make us exist in two places at once, both in the future and in the present at once, I mean. So, you know, if you're hearing me twice, if you're hearing me twice, then that's because I'm saying two things, but only one thing, only one thing. And that's why I wear three watches like Buckminster Fuller. Oh, God. This fucking book, you guys. I'm so glad I had earbuds in when I was listening to this, because otherwise my brain would have melted out the sides of my head. <laughs> also, the people in the grocery store would have been really embarrassed by all the fucking. Yeah. No, it's true. As well, I was. As I, I was. felt like one of those people reading Fifty Shades of Grey on the subway listening to this, quite honestly. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was painful. If someone had just mic'd me during this, it would just be, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Fanning yourself the whole time. I felt uh, like th- it was so relentless and so nonsensical that I felt like I was getting tortured in the book 1984. And then in the end, I was like, after it was over, I was just like, "Yeah, I agree with you. Whatever you're saying, I agree. I agree. Don't put the rats in my face again." How about that big brother, guys? Huh? Pretty great. <laughs> All right, it's time for our uh, compliment. We like to start and end every show, obviously, with a compliment so that we sound like fair and legitimate criticism. We call it the compliment sandwich. Kate, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Ooh, uh, boy, I better go first just in case you guys okay. take mine and then I'll have nothing. Okay. Yeah. Great. Put it out there. Okay. Uh, as a preamble, there's a couple of reasons why I didn't like 
hated this book uh, mm-hmm. as much as I, I did. And uh, if, if a couple things had been different, it might have gone a little differently. One being that I am not a white man, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, hmm. I would totally be one if I could, by the way, because that sounds nice. <laughs> You'd be a great good, It's a good man. deal. You'd be one of the <laughs> <Yeah>. best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think I'm the demographic for this book. Also, too, it may have been better before the internet. It just yeah. really doesn't stand the test of time at all because it's incredibly, by today's standards, racist and sexist. Like, yeah, and also, you know, some of the facts are wrong. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and easily provably well, wrong. Yeah. Well, so, so, so your your compliment is for white men. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to my compliment. Oh, this yet. is still a preamble. <laughs> this is a preamble here. <laughs> well, this is, I'm trying dream. to be fair to David here. That like, there's maybe a reason he liked it. Also, I might have liked it more if I'd actually read it. And well, I don't think David actually it. liked it, by, by the way. I don't think he liked it. And he he wanted us to listen to it, especially because he thought it was easier to follow because those characters switching, at least we had different voices in the book. It's just mid-sentence with no explanation. Basically, the compliment <laughs> is that the book has cleverness to accurately review itself uh, uh, mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> about like halfway through. Uh, yeah, actually, if yeah. you'd like to, uh, it's at the really creepy point in the audiobook of 10, 10, 10. Uh, but I put the clip for us because numerology. I, just, I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Ten is not the same thing. Number, as but... just saying <gasps> numbers. <laughs> it makes the same degree of sense. I I actually put this under my hates, but I really want everyone to listen to it since you mentioned you bring it up now. Let's. Uh, Do you have a clip? Uh, this is the moment of the of the book where they're the magazine editor is talking to his his book reviewer, and he very clearly is reviewing their own book. So ready, go. The authors are. Utterly incompetent, no sense of style or structure at all. It starts out as a detective story, switches to science fiction, then goes off into supernatural, and is full of the most detailed information of dozens of ghastly, boring subjects. And the time sequence is all out of order in a very pretentious yep. imitation of Faulkner mm-hmm. and Joyce. So Worse order. yet, yep. it has the most raunchy sex scenes thrown Ugh. in just to make it sell, I'm sure. <laughs> and the authors, whom I've never heard of, have the supreme bad taste to introduce real political figures into this mishmash and pretend to be exposing a real conspiracy. You can be sure I won't waste time reading such rubbish. But I'll have a perfectly devastating review ready for you by tomorrow noon. Heyo. Yeah. Heyo. By tomorrow noon, we have a deadline. (laughs) I like, I mean, I'm glad you like it, and I think it's a good thing to bring up. But my problem is, like, you know that you had all those problems. Instead of just telling us, why not fix them? Because (laughs) it's a a lot of work. Right? (laughs) isn't, Isn't part of it that this is half joking the entire time i mean it's entirely joking the entire time um the book is itself it is definitely satire from beginning to end it's just incompetent satire <laughs> like i like i mean it's sort of like in the tradition of gulliver's travels right where it's fantastical and making a point about real life in some way but you sir are no gulliver's travels <laughs> yeah i knew gulliver and you are no gulliver <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean I, I i like it better now like i i didn't realize that like the satire was lost on me because it was so goddamn long and impossible. I guess well, and I'm not even. I guess satire is even very generous. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's it's like it's a great joke unless you have to read it. Like <laughs> it's like it's really funny to say like, hey, yeah, I, I wrote this like uh, you know thousand word book, or, sorry, thousand page book, um, <laughs> and uh, and it's you know basically impossible to read. That's funny, but yeah. it's not funny 
if you have to read it. <laughs> Way less funny when we have to do yeah. it on the show. <laughs> then it's painful. Well, let's try yeah. to make it funny, huh? I would have but, loved if the editor, like, the, if they had an editor on the book, and he got to that part where there was the review, and he was like, wait a second, that's all right, I'm not buying this book after all. <laughs> I'd like a refund, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, Kate. Uh, Chris, why don't we make you second? Okay. Um, so there were parts, there were lines in this book that were totally funny, and uh, I'm just admiring the not humor many. here. Yeah, not many, but my line of the book uh, was libertarian women, because the character meets this libertarian woman who on a beach or something, and uh, she goes, libertarian women are such good fucks because they know what they want, and what they want, they like a lot. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious, because originally I'd thought that they would just have sort of a laissez-faire, just lying there sort of approach, but then I realized that... uh, You know, no, they take what they want and give nothing back, just like yeah. a pirate. <laughs> you you, you got to make your train tracks. <laughs> right, make them hard. exactly. That's, That's right. That's a good point, and, Chris. And to reference that further, there was a, what is Jim Gilt? Which is yeah, very yeah. much like a, you know, who is They were is definitely John making Galt. fun of Anne Rand. Uh, although, yeah. I yeah. like your point, Chris. I hadn't thought of this before, but you're right. It is just like fucking a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> if, I could, if I could go off on this, because mine's also libertarian-based. Please um, do. <laughs> wow. Uh, so... Basically, in, in nine, apparently, from the Wikipedia article, found out that in 1986, the trilogy won the Prometheus Hall of Fame Award designed to honor classic libertarian fiction, despite the fact that there are several passages in the trilogy that have savagely parodied uh, libertarians in general and Ayn Rand in particular. Yeah. Which is the best thing. It's like, I'm making fun <laughs> of you and you praise me for it. Because you that's... don't get my book and you think it's just about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that song. <laughs> It's a good-looking man. All right, so for my compliment, uh, I just want to say, so I love, one of my favorite, I've said this before on the show, my favorite thing in books is unreliable narrators. I'm also a big fan of satire, and I love talking dolphins. So what? My compliment wait, 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 a dolphin is a sort of porpoise, aren't they? Isn't that like mm-hmm. a, actually, I actually have no I idea, they're related, they're, to, f- they're, look, they're related to, related to whales and dolphins, but I'm going to yeah, assume so, they're neither cetaceans fine i my point is i like these three things so my compliment is all the pieces were there and and then for some reason the roberts threw all those pieces on the floor and shit on them but at least the pieces were there you know (laughs) here's the problem with the 70s i think is that there are a lot of drugs to like to write a ton but there are no drugs that people could take just to edit really well (laughs) right what what is the edit drug exactly right i don't know what it is (laughs) <laughs> that paper clip there it looks like right. you're trying to write a novel it's not working help you out oh clippy yeah. uh, clippy i like i like cliffy clippy being totally stoned out of his mind too <laughs> yeah. okay and, and you sure are writing a lot <laughs> really funny book man maybe you should uh, <laughs> Clippy like on cocaine and like mescaline is like, all right, guys, let's just keep on going. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is great. Way of the future. The way of the future. No pagination. No line breaks. I'm a little paranoid. I'm a little paranoid, but I still can come in the hand of a skilled prostitute in 1.5 minutes, you guys. That's what I'm doing. That's how I feel. Please, I don't want to hear that line. All right, so that's our compliments. Let's do our hates now. This is our more natural segment, our hate segment. Today, we are just going to put all of our hates inside a giant apple, and then you can do whatever you want to the apple. No! Uh, can we please? Okay. We, I, I guess we got to explain First that, First right? up. No! 
Kate, I'm sorry. Kate, it's just, earmuffs. This is so earmuffs. stupid. Yeah, earmuffs, Kate. <laughs> okay. So when George Nord is uh, is or Dorn or whatever uh, is is getting inducted into the society of the Discordians, uh, there's this weird initiation ritual where he first meets up with a very hot girl, and because he's a white man made of desires, he he wants to have sex with her, but then she runs away before he can, and then. They, they, there's this dais with this huge golden apple on it, and it has a hole in it, and he has to make sweet marital love to the well, to is, the hole in the this apple. This part she of an initiation twice. Yeah, yeah. This is part of an initiation ritual. This is how you get into the Discordians: is you're on a giant submarine that has a dais with a giant apple, and you have to do it with the apple. Yeah, because like there's the presumably that brought in for that. It's like okay, so uh, <laughs> you know the the submarine's great. We need a dais though, and it needs to be able to hold uh, at least one man and one giant apple. Yeah, yes. and, and the I mean, giant just, apple when you're crafting like it, could you make sure it has a vagina or at least space to put a vagina for yeah. later? Either yeah. one, leave it up to you. Oh. I like his just like shrug up it. He's like, well, I get, I really want to fuck this lady, but I guess a hole's a hole. So yeah, an apple literally, do, right? In the book, when it says a hole is a hole. Yeah. <laughs> he literally says that. Yeah. This is my this is my uh. hate. Is this book ruined sex for me? That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> You're done with sex. I'm done with it. I'm never. I'm never thinking about it again. Anybody has any like math problems? I got every eight seconds free from now on. So <laughs> <laughs> bring me in. Uh. Uh, Yikes! I really okay. just sex though. It seemed like he they didn't have a real good understanding of women's anatomy in general. No, we're in apples for that matter. Swear to God, like if somebody was intertwined with my cervix, like <laughs> yeah. cervix is not hell? an interchangeable word with vagina, people. No, <laughs> there was issues. Like there someone was is doing something wrapping. wrong. Yeah, yeah. If you're all the way in the womb, you've you've. You took a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, I'm back it up. relaxing into it for hours, right. I can yeah, tell no. you that. Yeah, it, ask for directions around the ovaries, you'll, you'll finally get sorted out. <laughs> also, going back to, Kate, the thing you mentioned in your preamble to your compliment, uh, let's talk about how off-putting the language was. Like, Oh, yeah. a lot The N-word a bunch of times, the C-word, a couple of other words that start with letters that I'm not sure... Like, that I didn't even know that I didn't like, but I totally don't <laughs> like, turns out. Yeah. <laughs> apples, can't eat those anymore either. Oh, no. You no. ruined apples for me, you guys. That's it, I'm done. Really <laughs> all round fruit-like things. They're just out. They're just yeah. out. Anything yeah. in which a hole could be bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a hole. Hole's only pineapples from it. here on out. Those seem safe. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, also, uh, you know, definitely some uh, some homophobia that I wasn't super comfortable with. Yeah, but as a hate, sorry to interrupt. This book did have some fairly gay moments, um, and what I mean by you that mean is that like as a as a pejorative or as a compliment. No, well, I just meant it as for such a homophobe for a book with so many instances of homophobia. There was also some homoeroticism when describing this Hagbard Chilean character, the, the captain of the Yellow Submarine, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Yeah, Admiral Akbar. It, 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 I actually wrote this down. It was he was big and burly, powerful muscles bulged under his black and green nautical striped sweater. He oh, held out his hand. Smart. Good, George, you made it. I'm Hagbard Chilean. We shook hands. He had a grip like King Kong. <laughs> the and typical, just, typical uh, chin dangly things of the Mon Calamari. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, so, uh, it was very complimentary in describing this masculine, masculine man. Yeah, he's a he's a manly fellow. Yeah. I just assumed uh, most male relationships are kind of 
partially homoerotic, right, guys? Pretty much. I mean, I it's mostly based on wrestling and uh, push-ups. So. <laughs> well, I'm or- just pointing out that from now on, none of my relationships are erotic at all. So not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. So just be got- prepared to be alone. Yeah, just got a lot of agape love and hate. That's all that's left. <laughs> I mean, it'll be homo platonic from now on. We'll do that. Yeah. Whenever or I homo zeniac, where you're just a good host. <laughs> Homo xenophobic, where you're afraid of yourself. <laughs> uh, Greek so jokes. Actually, those are really good job, you guys. Holy cow! <laughs> actually, so I also want to play. Kate, you mentioned the uh, the Chinese uh, character and the uh, Indian character. I, it sounds I just, like it sounds like Team America. I, so let me. I want to play the clip from the audiobook because I just don't think people will believe me of how uncomfortable making this is unless okay. we actually listen to it one more time. Okay. So, so let's listen to uh, that character. We just got our troops over Fernandopol. The chairman of the Chinese Communist Party said on April the 1st, oh, Our place that size isn't worth World War. But we uh, don't have any troops there. And I told him, <laughs> it is the Russians. Like one in terms of racist oh. voices. The chairman quoted a yeah. proverb to the effect that there was urine in the rose water. I wonder what the hell the Russians want with Fernando Poole. Yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, stop. That's like, yeah. that is so offensive. But they were so committed to characters that they had one person be the British narrator and the second person be all of the character voices. Really? Yeah. 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 I thought it was all the same guy. Just no, I thought no, he was there super were, talented as, as a British actor to be able to do so many different types of American accents. So many oh. racist accents. Yeah. This uh, actually explains a lot, because like, one of my confusions was like, why why is every character's internal monologue British? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, a, like, a, you know, like an American woman, but inside she thinks of herself as a British man. I kind of well, like that, actually. Maybe that I think that's probably what's going on. I'm from that's what happens in my head, for sure. With an accent. Maybe it's the Irish in me, but I just like could not pay attention to an English <laughs> man talking. <laughs> you, just, you just want to drive a car bomb into my internal monologue. Oh. Ooh. What? That's not okay? I don't know. They're both seems, white. Seems fine to me. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. Cool with it. <laughs> uh... Other hates? What else do you guys? What else is the uh, I mean, about Just this? to piggyback off some of this stuff, I mean, just even the nature of what the writers find alluring in this book is so <laughs> off-putting, and yeah. even in the realm of dance, where the, <laughs> like the sexiest woman in the world, or she's being described as such, is doing an alluring dance, and it's described as a mix of belly dancing, go-go, and classical ballet. <laughs> It's just awful. Not something that would, quote, cause one's penis to throb. No. Oh, God. What didn't no. cause a penis to throb? <laughs> In this book? Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe that was a problem. Maybe he should get that throbbing checked out. That's, that's actually, I think the subtitle is just like, Illuminatus, colon, penises be throbbing. Wait, wait, Ezra, I got to point out that you you misspelled Illuminatus and are, and are not saying it correctly. It is properly pronounced Illuminatus! <laughs> That's right, exclamation point. have to say point. the exclamation mark. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Illuminatus like... factorial, which is like I times L times L. <laughs> Math it's like joke. the movie, yeah. <laughs> Top secret. This, this has been one of our most uh, overeducated podcasts so far. Dumb <laughs> it down, guys. I, I, I can dumb it down right now. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Okay, I dare you. So at one point, a psychoanalyst is deconstructing mermaids, um, and he says that, like, 
it's just it's a symbol for like fellatio because like that's the only sex act that a mermaid can actually do. Not true. Not true at all. Fishy style, for example. What, I don't even look. I don't know how fish work, but I don't. I don't know if they even have vaginas. But like, if you're making out no, with a mermaid, they don't. aren't aren't you worried that she might just like drop a million eggs all over your bed all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, fishy style. I'm just gonna know. point out that she also has breasts, Pants? and no offense, but you can do things with those. <laughs> I'm just Why saying. would that be an offense? <laughs> in case, well, in case she you meant to me, because I don't, I'm not into sex anymore. No offense yeah, yeah. to no really offense, dumb Alex. mermaids, but they have a <laughs> lot do of things different things. Who the guys with the throbbing members? Like, that. Oh, God. <laughs> I have the guy who's just, like, trying to use, like, the tail somehow. Just, like... <laughs> See, trying Ezra was wrong. Like, I mean, he went right for the tail. <laughs> I, other parts. I don't... I find I find the whole idea of mermaid like the fact people being into mermaids so disgusting like I don't know she's like I just can't imagine like like she can't walk right so you go on a date you're like you're the guy who's dragging her up the ADA ramp uh, her fishtail and then sitting her down at Pizza Hut like that's well that's you don't want to take her to Pizza Hut is it that different what? from dragging around like a drunk high schooler with high heels on it kind of seems <laughs> oh, and plenty yeah, of people also do that. not okay for the most part <laughs> yeah don't uh, take them to Pizza Huts. Well, you don't want to take her anywhere that serves seafood, as she eats seafood. What do you think? What do you think she eats? I guess that's a that's a fair point. She is yeah. sort of, but she's all she also is seafood, so you don't want to do that. No, she's it's not. a seafood eat seafood world. Yeah, I just, they don't eat mermaids at like Long John Silver's. I'm pretty sure. Okay, here's the thing. I don't know. Mermaids gotta eat. Sharks gotta swim. That's true. There was horse meat. Could be mermaid. Atlantis has like this this mermaid meat scandal. No, the, it's it's uh it's not horse meat. The problem is uh, when you think you're eating mermaid, it's actually centaur oh. or sea sea horse meat. Seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thing. So you're making out with a chick, and you go to take off her pants. Wouldn't you rather find a penis than a halibut if that was your? Mermaids are so gross. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold That's on a, a second. Really I'm just hard gonna... Wait. Also, <laughs> why is she wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> also, they don't just keep a halibut. Halibut is not the same thing as. Like a halibut is own animal. That's completely different. Well, what what is the bottom half of her? It's a fish, right? A halibut. Well, half is a halibut. Know. The bottom half. It's a bottom feeding sure, fish sure. with two eyes on one side of its body. <laughs> That's well, what we're only looking at the at the bottom. I gotta look up halibut, guys. <laughs> I I don't, I find the the mermaid thing is so gross. You know, I, yes, right, yes, it's true, <laughs> but. If you're a sailor and you're suffering from months of scurvy, what you sure, really sure. want to see is a lady and a lemon and and a lemon <laughs> and some citrus. Yeah, you, want, you want the top half not of the lady apple, to be though, feeding you some citrus, not, no, like a smoothie, and um, you know the bottom half uh, it could be a fish. Why not fantasize about a whole woman? Like why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> because how could a about- woman? How could who, a woman have survived with, there with only legs who couldn't breathe underwater? Make it all the way out to your stranded. Well, she can't wreck. if she's she's got her her lungs and head are human. She can't breathe underwater. Fish don't breathe through their tails. She died just. She's just a fast swimmer who's still got to breathe the normal no, way. Well, I don't know. Breathe underwater. I saw that Disney documentary called Ariel, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch, if she could sing underwater, she could breathe underwater. That's a good all point. Right. Well, this is, I mean, if you want her to breathe underwater, what you're talking about is a reverse mermaid where her top half is a fish and the bottom half is legs. And that oh, that is grotesque. That, that's, that's just yeah. weird. Then she's got a vagina, but the whole time you're like, you're doing it with her, you're like looking in the cold, dead eyes of a fish. <laughs> oh. 
there's no good answer here, Alex. This is what I'm saying. I'm so I have such a problem with mermaids. <laughs> At least a uniform unicorn is it's an, an entire animal. It's not half of an animal with the other uh, half. Is no, it's fish? preferable to you. Like, I, I think it's one hundred and ten percent half conch shell. No, I thought it was uh, 100% horse, 10% narwhal. This ad was neither acquired nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, if we ever want to take over the world, we totally could. Just saying. We now bring you a special backstage peek into the Read It and Weep recovery room. Oh, hello there, gentle listeners. Some of you have expressed your concern that the books we listen to might cause irrevocable harm to our persons. And if you haven't, you clearly care nothing for our safety. That shit is no joke. I became an actual steel tycoon for three months after you read Alice Shrugged. And I became an actual train. So we needed to have an individualized cleansing ritual to make sure what happens in the book stays in the book. That's where read-weep.com slash Amazon comes in. Ezra bought a hot tub and has a monthly subscription to vats of Greek yogurt. More yogurt, butler bot. And the tandoori spices. Mm, just a pinch. Chris plays Ultimate Frisbee with his team of clones, the Chris's. Great throw, Chris. Great catch, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Chris's, how about ice cream break? Hooray! All right. Sweet! Is there peanut butter? Sounds great. Normally, outfitting a team of clones would cost thousands. But with read-weep.com slash Amazon, my Chris's look sharp without breaking the bank. Wait, you're the real Chris? I thought I was. Dang it. And Kate goes for a run with a camelback full of brandy, some NPR, and is that a crossbow? Oh yeah. You see, read-weep.com slash Amazon lets me relax my way, whether that's taking part in a real-life Hunger Games or a real-life Battle Royale. Seriously though, which one of us is the real one? I fell into the yogurt. Butler bot, there's a Chris in my tub. Yes sir, extracting. (laughs) But wait, Alex, what do you do to recover? Did you want to hunt the deadliest prey with me and listen to Neil Conan on Tog of the Nation? Well, usually I watch season three of Deadliest Catch with Chris, and I have a paraffin wax treatment. Damn it, we can't all be the real Chris. Yeah, let's just pick one. What about Yogurt Chris? I'm almost positive it's not Yogurt Chris. I feel sad. Yeah, you're definitely going to need a new process. Let's ask the fans for help. Go to read-weep.com slash help Alex to suggest what Alex should buy to make him feel better. He'll actually pick one of your choices and use it during the show. We know you could suggest a flashlight, but... Please don't. Butler Bot, please hose off yogurt, Chris. Yes, sir. Hosing. All right, well, it's time now for another Read It and Weep debate. By David's request, and remember, when you sponsor a topic at readdeskweep.com slash sponsor, you can choose your guest and and your favorite segment. We are going to do another debate. Today, our debate topic, is the Illuminati real? Today's debate on whether or not the Illuminati is real will be between Ezra and Kate. Ezra taking the side that no, they don't exist, and Kate, the obviously correct side that the Illuminati is real. And I say obviously just because I don't want them to blow me up. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. judicial bias. Hang on, we gotta make it fair, dude. <laughs> well, no, I, this is announcer bias. I'm not a judge yet until we start the actual round. You do All realize right. if you acknowledge that they are real, they will kill you, right? Oh, uh, the Illuminati is either real or not, depending on which one they want to not kill me. <laughs> I just like to not die. That's my point. So I'm not picking a side, except for life. I choose life. So, Kate, uh, as the uh, 
affirmative, you're going to you're going to go first. So, what is your first proof on why the Illuminati is real? Well, they obviously did exist. I think the question is more: Do they exist now, and are they present and and a force to be reckoned with? And mm-hmm. I, I go. I would just say, watch Beyonce's halftime show. Done. <laughs> I have. I have. I saw other people mention on Facebook that she was doing a lot of Illuminati signs. And yeah. There's all really? Of, all, yeah, there's a, in like Illuminati signs. Then a couple people in the stand stood up and did the pyramid thing. And then the lights went out, and they went out for the exact number of minutes. That what? How significant? Yeah. During that one song, there were three Beyonces, which is the most important number. Oh man. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Ezra, B, what is your, you've been holding me down eight summers. <laughs> Come on, don't be Illuminati. It's Jay Z's no, cr- influence. Well, here's the thing, Chris. If she is the Illuminati, she certainly makes it look good. God, she does. Okay. All right, Ez, what's your rebuttal to the Beyonce proof? So, I don't know if you can see, like, what what sign you actually make when you put your fingers together. Uh, there's, like, Wait, kind of a, like a little ways nip. Put my fingers it's together. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a, the way Beyonce did it. It's, like, either, like, a spade or maybe, like, I don't know, like a pomegranate, possibly an onion. There are lots of things that are not Illuminati based. Like triangles, if you've ever seen like a triangle, it has like corners and just mm-hmm. three of them and the sides are flat. You can't Wait. do that with your fingers. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ahead, uh, you've each ahead, made judge, your points. Um, I'm going to go with Kate on this round because she talked about Beyonce and I'm uh, fascinated by Beyonce. Look, all, all right, secret, well, all... secret societies. Uh, so Ezra, what's your uh, first point on why the Illuminati does not exist? Chris, as the lead judge, already gave uh, Kate's round to her. Ez, what's your round? Um, you know, it's pretty simple. If Illumina- if Illuminati was real, I don't think they would allow this book to exist. The book exists, therefore the Illuminati does not. Kate, a rebuttal? Well, nobody really believes that the book is good, so if nobody reads it, what's the point? Ah, interesting. Uh, as a clarifying question, as, uh, if you were from the Illuminati, would you like this book or hate it? I probably wouldn't get through the whole thing. Like, I mean, here's the thing. If if this book was called Ezra, like, I would not be able to read the whole thing. This is a really long book, guys. The book, it was like over 13 hours, and I listened to it double time. Yeah, we only listened to the first. We only listened to the first third of the book. It's actually, the trilogy used to be one book, and now they split it up. But it's actually no. all one big book. So we only got the first third. So, uh, uh, Chris, what is your, what, how, do you, how do you judge that round? I'm going to give that one to Ez. Nice simple argument. I, yeah, I like. I think uh, so. Simple. And, and I, I, well, the only thing is, I think that point at the end that he said that they, the Illuminati might not have read it, so they might not really know it exists because they can't get through the whole thing. That's yeah, right. They're like, oh, I know it's, it's like it's on the Illuminati's to do list. If if the <laughs> Illuminati existed, they'd be like, oh man, Take I gotta, I gotta days. finally do this and do my taxes also. Yeah, they're just <laughs> waiting for a, a rainy Bavarian Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> try and get this, but they always have shit to do. Yeah. All right, I want to hear Kate's point number two. Kate, what is your second point as to why the Illuminati must exist? Actually, the book gave me the best uh, argument that I can have. Does a unicorn exist if you can think of it? If I can conceive that the Illuminati exists and enough information out there exists on it, then it must exist because it does. Ah, uh, yes, just as uh, with the famous argument in the favor of the existence of God, as response? I might give you the fact that, like, A, like, a single... Uh, or like a, an indefinite Illuminati might exist. Like there might be an Illuminati or multiple an Illuminatis, but there is no the Illuminati. You know, ah. there might be like kind of like thoughts of Illuminatis like po- popping up 
Well, left that's really like the best question. Is it just like there was a society and now people have enough weird nostalgia for like secret societies that they want to kind of revive it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like this is like not the real Leonard Skinner, you know, because like most of those guys are gone. Uh, this is sort of like the 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 revival Illuminati kind of thing. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. As deputy judge, Chris, I'm going to encourage you to uh, rule in favor of Ezra on this one because Kate is trying to tell us what a better question is. As if we didn't already know, we picked the best question. We are the judges. That's right. How Though dare you, Kate? Ezra Don't totally tell us what a better question is. Ezra completely just proved my point. De- De- hey, hey, order, 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 okay? <laughs> Deputy Judge Alex, your point is well taken. However, I'm going to decide on the on the behalf of no one for that round because both of those questions scrambled my already feeble brain after reading this book. Yes. How dare you guys? All right, Ezra, your second point. And I advise you, Counselor, to put this point simply and clearly for me. Also, if possible, avoid telling us what a better question would be. Kate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, you sang your apology. That's a bonus right. point to Kate. Damn it. Pulls <laughs> into the lead. By the way, the annoying singing by the porpoise was also distracting. Yeah. What? what? Okay, guys. Here, right, here's as- the thing. If the Illuminati was real... They would be basically like the Wiley E. Coyotes of like world domination, where they've been trying for hundreds of years and always failing. Mm-hmm. It's not possible to have like an organization that would last for such a long time and yet be so utterly incompetent. So like, <laughs> wait, unlike the ACLU, <laughs> but I'm bum. Wow, burn! Damn, Judge, <laughs> Sorry. Judge Chris has judged the ACLU. <laughs> Sorry, I, I told them to stop sending me mail, and they don't. <laughs> This just in, Judge Chris is abandoned in a uh, Burmese uh, prison camp, and uh, no one's going to help him. (laughs) Well, if he got that letter from the ACLU, they'd be happy to help, but he's not accepting mail anymore. (laughs) All right, Kate, what's your rebuttal to Ezra's point, too? Oh, wait, what was Ezra's point again? Sorry. Ezra's point was, they've been trying for too long and failing for too long. And well, nothing that's what, that incompetent that's could what last. They, that's absolutely what they want you to think. I mean, the best, ex- uh, like, that's absolutely, disinformation is their entire game. If they, if you question it, then they're winning. So a, a point of clarification, uh, is the disinformation that they actually are taking over the world and it's going great and they're just lying about how well it's going? Or is the disinformation that they've been around a long time when they haven't? Or is it that they aren't trying to take over the world what point is there are, are they lying about alex i think everything you know about the illuminati is false <laughs> every single thing uh i take that uh, personally ezra minus half a point for insulting me bullshit yeah. however i but think fair. the round deputy judge alex i think the yes. round goes to ezra yes so that's Certainly. half a point we have a tie game y'all it's at one and a half so it's the, at one and a half so now going it's into not- the final round going into the <laughs> into the ad hominem attack round, each of you is going to get one a chance to attack the other person personally, not related to the Illuminati. What? Uh, you know, what? M- maybe Ezra, tangentially. Yeah, or tangentially related. Ezra, you're going to go first. Please uh, insult the uh, your opponent. You know, Kate, you don't seem to like cats that much. Hmm. Hmm. You live in I- California. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Withering! <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, the ad hominem attack points? round ended with uh, some sparks. Now, uh, Judge Chris... <laughs> Uh, you're going to make this final call, and I, how, I have an opinion, and I would like to remind you, you do like cats. I do like cats. I also like cats. I have one. I tried to give her a stir fry this morning. I made her a skillet. <laughs> but not one that she liked. 
I you could make me a shitty. She liked it with the cheese, though. Me I mean, to, to your defense, Kate, she, she, the, the, the cat did seem to like the cheese. Yes, I've never did. heard of a stir fry with cheese in it, Kate. Right? She, she doesn't your... like it unless I put cheese on it. I mean, I swear to God. Mm. <laughs> well, my house made it the same way. Some cheese on it. Go ahead, Chris. Who is going to be our winner today in our we have debate? Is the Illuminati real? Uh, you know, uh, both made some solid points, but <laughs> really, factually. <laughs> Factually speaking, Ezra does live in California. That's true. It goes to Kate. Oh, it was rigged. It's Illuminati fixed. I do believe. <laughs> I would just like to point out, Ezra, that it is fixed, and in whichever one the Illuminati wanted to win is who won in my heart. Because I damn it, Illuminati. <laughs> It is time uh, for the second half of our compliment sandwich. On the way out today, we'd like to say one more nice thing about the Illuminatus trilogy, book one. So we're going to go in reverse order, which means I am up first. Uh, my ma- minor compliment goes to the talking porpoise. I think it would be super fun to be able to talk to porpoises. Let's just dolphins. keep in mind, the captain of the yellow submarine has a friend who is a porpoise. Yep. And he has a radio that picks up their thoughts and can translate them. And they're friends. And the porpoise speaks in verse. Yes, it's a, it's kind of adorable, but mostly I just like, in general, I like the idea of being able to talk to dolphins. Uh, I think we would probably say, hey, sex is fun, right? <laughs> sex is fun, except for if now. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> except for after you've read this book. Not in this world, and I'm, you know, I know I, I gave it up, uh, but, uh, you know, at least we both can agree that there are times when it can be fun. And, yeah. and again, so- sorry about the six-pack rings. We totally fucked up on that one. And, uh, <laughs> that was our bad. That was our bad. Oops. I'd like to add that that only in a book like this could I have missed entirely that there was a talking porpoise and a yellow <laughs> submarine. <laughs> Wait, did you? You missed that? But, as it's your turn now for your minor compliment, what's it going to be? Um, I mean, for reals, I do think it's a lot more... Okay, so so when when they're diagnosing, I guess, uh, what the Illuminati... What the Illuminati want. Um, Not to be confused with the Illuminator, that light yeah. I bought from Craigslist. <laughs> Is it pretty bright? It's, it's super bright. I have no more depression. That's great. Yeah. Well, you got it from Craigslist? I didn't have depression in the first place, but I was just like, this light must be able to fix any problem I have. Yeah. I'm just brightening right up. Yeah. Illuminate the shit out of it. Great. None of this is true. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Oh, it would have been so great if you had like, had, like, like seasonal affective disorder and just like got like a Craigslist light. Just, yeah, I mean, there are so many things wrong with that that I couldn't keep up the, the charade. Like, for example, getting it on Craigslist and also, like, I just casually mentioned depression and I was like, oh, maybe that's kind of a bummer for this joke. We stop. <laughs> well, Usually it's depression done. depression is a bit of a bummer when you mention it. <laughs> if nothing else, that's like sort of like the tagline. Depression. Kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer, guys. <laughs> 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 Not that fun. All right, as before I, fu- I, I hurt anybody else's feelings, uh, continue. Um, okay, so... Man, lost it. All right, talking about the Illuminati. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the the thing that I like about the when they're trying to figure out about the Illuminati, they're saying like, okay, if they exist, they're still trying to do something. So, what has not been tried yet on a global scale? You know what that is? Wind power. Tacos for currency. The Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> that the is Illuminati. not a savers economy. Those tacos go bad. <laughs> it's hard to bank tacos. Yeah, I, I I know, but but Don't I we think all it's possible. Live in that world, though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I am no, pro Illuminati now. I mean, what's the exchange rate like if we were to go back into dollars? Because I'm not tempted to eat my bills normally. 
that's oh man and when you have to pay your bills you have to make tacos to pay the utility <laughs> company <laughs> well no because you'd have a bunch of tacos in, in lying around from your work because they well, gave there'd be a, ta- a, there'd be a taco no the the guys day. there's a taco bank or like a taco bell and you just send <laughs> tacos towards the utility company Oh, so we're just—I mean, I guess in, if if the currency is tacos, but we're doing everything electronically, then it's just like little taco icons next to every time <laughs> exactly. you run out of money. Exactly, taco exchange system. It pay, I'm for like two percent tacos if you do it on PayPal. Yeah, I'm—I I mean, as long as it's not that messy, I like that. Well, like, it can be, you, if, but if you, you just know just... that Fort Knox has a stockpile of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the taco standard. Stocko pile. There's not as many tacos in there as they claim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good system, as you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how this is a compliment to the book, but you're, I'm in favor of it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and vote Ezra Illuminati. Chris, uh, uh, follow Taco Bank with your minor compliments. Oh, absolutely. Ez, I cannot believe that this didn't make it into your compliments. But uh-huh. there is a character in the book who is a James Bond impersonator. <laughs> yes, just I like did Ezra. love that. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that and, up. Uh, and I just thought when I was listening to the description of Agent Quadruple 05, <laughs> James Bond wannabe, and he even has the Sean Connery accent and the slick back hair, I was like, Ez is going to love the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and all he does, he's not even a good agent, but no. he just goes to places based on where they have a good lobster and, like, exotic women, mm-hmm. and he invents a problem to try to solve. <laughs> and, well, so uh, expense so this double- lobster. Yeah. So double O is like license to kill. I wonder what quadruple O is. Is that like license to drive without glasses? License, license to kill, to kill. <laughs> license, license to kill, kill. <laughs> yeah, or like, I mean, that's a lot of licensing classes you had to take. Whatever it's true. It is. It's true. <laughs> license for real estate. It's pretty yeah, tough okay. actually to get that. You do realize, though, like that by doing the quadruple and putting another number in, it's five numbers and you know, five. It's very annoying. Oh, you know, God. Numerology. Numerology. <laughs> okay, Kate, what's your uh, major or minor compliment now? What's your minor compliment? Um, I'm so glad that somebody finally realized um, that big boobs are attractive. There is this. Oh, God. George, <laughs> I hated this. <laughs> that he finally understood why men liked big boobs and yeah, i thank you because all my life it's been very difficult that people are not noticing my boobs super puzzling difficult. yeah i uh i i don't care anymore i'm not into them at all i'm done <laughs> totally done with boobs one day i'm gonna write my own book and it's gonna be describing men's outfits and looking them up and down yeah I, mean, I don't think it's gonna super bother us but you know go for it it might it could just be like really catty Girl power, yeah. <laughs> just really, really mean. Just like, yeah, his that wife belt. beater was pressed tightly against his paunch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're into his Fifty love Shades of Grey territory. Were visible <laughs> through his. Oh man, t-shirt. his jeans didn't really show any ass or any package, but they looked like they had a lot of room for pocket stuff. <laughs> I will put my stuff that I don't have room for in my small purse into his pockets, and I will Can love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Atlas Shrugged Part 2, the movie. That's right, the horrible clunker of a film. Got a sequel. Part 2 of 3 
of the Alice Shrugged movies. It came out with a whimper last year. Probably about as many people saw it as saw the first one. Maybe fewer. Anyway, real stinker, but we feel like we owe it to the world to watch it so you don't have to. Anyway, that's coming up next week, so <laughs> join us again for that. If you want a sponsor topic, read com slash sponsor. We've got some more open up now. And uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email, podcast at com, or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep, And, of course, on iTunes, you can leave us some feedback. Thank you, as always, for being here, Chris and Ez. Of course. Oh, and Alex, we should probably remind people that uh, to, to request... The thing that you want to Alex to buy and use during his show to make him happier, uh, yes. go to read-weep.com/slash-help-Alex. Yeah, that is available. So find okay. anything that Amazon sells that you think would make me happier, having deal to deal with all of this crappy books that you guys are making me read. And and disposable income, apparently. <laughs> well, it'll come for you know it's, it's in the company's budget. <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's a tip: make it cheap, please. <laughs> We're very poor still. A MacBook Air. <laughs> shit, shit. I'll make you happier. It's not a bad deal. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I got to use it, guys. Sorry. Help, Alex. And uh, we, uh, thanks for joining us again, Kate. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm, I'm always happy to sometimes regularly talk to you. And, uh, and sometimes less happy. Uh, so anyway, David really appreciates it too. I'm sure he. Uh, and and here's the problem: you were funny again when you were upset. So. You're just giving yourself more shitty things to do. <laughs> That's next, pretty much next, my entire existence, yeah. You might want to phone it in next time, and then maybe people will stop requesting you. <laughs> yeah, just tank. Yeah, tank the show so that you can stop <laughs> Kate, do you have a compliment? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> My Actually, compliment one is more thing really. that this uh, that this uh, book gave me that was kind of nice. Uh, I killed my netbook, by the way, uh, and I used to call it Hal. That was the computer's name because mm-hmm. it it told me so often that it couldn't do things for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I've got my new computer name, which is Fuck Up, thanks to this. <laughs> this book. <laughs> well, I'm glad we, I'm glad we could provide all of this and more to your life. Um, I'm glad it came. I mean, I'm not glad it came at the cost of me ever having sex again. But for you, I'm glad things worked out. <laughs> oh, none of us yeah. are having sex again. No, never no. again. Never. Oh, no really? More you guys... No more unicorns. No, well, ruined. I'm out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Well, join us for a celebrate podcast next week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Shh. Oh, well, actually, before we go, as can I borrow five tacos? <laughs> <laughs> More yogurt, butler bot. And the tandoori spices? Mm, just a pinch. <laughs>